0: Divining, like everything else, is simply exerting muscular power within the brain. The brain, after all, is a sort of muscle. And the more you flex that ability and the stronger you get, the more sure you are of the constant results. Things can't go wrong eventually if you do it properly.
1: Well, I I don't think really it's a muscular power. It's some... Your body is a sort of a receiver of these rays, you see, which you activate in some peculiar way, and then that is transferred to your forearm of your right hand, and the muscles of them react, and that then makes the pendulum gyrate, you see.
2: I read about it about a fellow in Longford one time in a paper and how he could do it, and, and he started to divine for gold and lost articles. So I followed it up and found out it was all right. Or I could do it all right. Well, I got a sovereign and was hit on him, and so I got it. So that was as simple as that. Yeah, but you so just did walk got. out and, and, no, and children, find it. No, my well, I got a cup of wire and tied it up and down until it reacted, and so that's how I just got, got more more sovereign. It just turned up in your yeah, hand? Yeah, and turned up, west. Turned up. No, turned down, downwards. downwards? Downwards. Water turns up. Mm-hmm. A stick turns downwards, and uh, the copper wire will tone down to the to this object that you're coming over. And why is that? Well, see, it draws it. If the magnetisation's is in you... Well, why there, should it, one
3: go up and the other down?
2: Well, I couldn't explain that. <laughs> I couldn't explain really that. I couldn't... just suppose it's the way it goes, suppose. And you can't explain why you have this particular quality well of uh, a professional man told me to a piece thing in mine and now people says it's you inherited it, and so I don't know where it comes from. It was, I got it from the dark and side of the family. I don't know i was supposed to be last so I got it.
4: There are a few things I never remember learning and one of them was smoking. <laughs> I was left at first class for smoking. <coughs> and I never remember when I tried water of any first. I mean we are at it mm-hmm. for generations now like and yeah. it's just coming yeah. From father to son all the time. Well, the father claimed he was the third generation in the Harts family. Well, we know his uncle did mark a will in Clannacilty Town for the DC's bottling stock company. Well, it was the, the brewery in those days. And uh, that would make Donald uh, the fifth generation, fifth generation. Of, in, in that. And probably they went back further. And there's offsets of the Harts family too, like Denfien and more of them. Yeah. They're, they're all, they're all of, in, in the water. Basically.
5: And, uh, well, uh, actually, I brought out another water diviner to my own farm to see if, should I sink a well deeper, because uh, it just run dry in the summer. And I found, uh, fiddling around with the, his rod, I found out I was a better water diviner than he was myself. And uh, I uh, pursued water divining for some time, but I got fed up with it. I think water divining is very simple. There's has not much challenge in it. So then I read... What I consider to be the most authentic book on the vining is uh, Trinder Dowsing by H. Trinder. It has gone out of print now. It is a pity it should be reprinted. And uh, I read up the, the theory of it. And, and then there was a man, uh, an engineer missing in Bally Bonon, and he was missing for a long time. So we tried to find him. At that time, there were no, as years ago, there were no divers. And I came to the conclusion. He followed him up and down the tide. That he was stuck under a rock called Carregiella, and uh, that he'd never be found. And he was never found.
3: Some people from different parts of the country who claim the ability to divine or prognosticate the presence of water, oil, minerals, missing persons, or whatever, by means of a rod or pendulum, or even with no such apparatus at all. They practise a craft of great antiquity which has affinities with such ancient practices as examining the entrails of sacrificed animals to ascertain knowledge of the future, obtaining omens from the behaviour of birds and animals, the observation of the stars in astrology, and so on. Divining played a large part in the civilization of the Egyptians, Greeks and Romans, and an etching of a diviner at work discovered in the Atlas Mountains of Northwest Africa is said to be 8,000 years old. In Ireland, the art is probably equally ancient and the mechanics have changed very little over the years. John McIver, retired teacher and active diviner from
1: Clontarf in Dublin. The Y-shaped rod acts for some people and the, the pendulum uh, acts for others. It was Brendan Bean, as I think, who said, every cripple has his own way of walking and every dummy has his own way of talking. Now to this I would like to add every diviner has his own way of divining and what would work with one person would not work with another. John MacIver works with a pendulum. A rod, he says, will
3: just not work for him. He tells us how he discovered he had this power as a diviner.
1: In the school where I taught, <coughs> which was at the bottom of Hoth Road, uh, the gable of the school was falling out and you could see daylight of about four or five inches between the gable and the rest of the school building. And the caretaker of that school was a man called James Farr. Now, James Farr was a well-known diviner, and he, he, all his work really was in connection with water. He'd found wa- wells for very many people, including the late Sean T. O'Kelly, down in his uh, Wicklow home. And uh, I said to Farr, I think there must be something wrong with this. uh, There must be water underneath this room. He he said, I think there must be too. So he he brought down his his Y-shaped rod. He went over to the middle of the room. He got a fierce reaction, which almost twisted the rod out of his hand. And then, after that, he, he, he took a ball about an inch and a half in, in diameter. He then <clears throat> put it down near the floor. It began, first of all, to go in the direction of the school. Then it gyrated in a circular uh, motion. It then went at right angles, to the, the the former direction. It gerated again and then went back to the original uh, direction again. And I I said to Farrer, would you let me try it? So he he gave, handed it over to me and I found that it worked for me. That must be in the 40s sometime.
3: Simon Stone of Limerick describes himself as a water-divining consultant and a radiesthetic specialist in water and map-dosing but he's not a full-time diviner. He's interested, he says, in all things under the ground, and his interest began when he was employed by the health service in England.
6: The more I read about it, the more I heard about map dowsing, and I was quite determined, I suppose, to make map divining work for me and to make it accurate, and uh, soon discovered the, the uses or values of it that people had mentioned before, that if you divine would say for an 80 acre farm it saves walking all over the farm that uh, in half an hour or an hour in the farmhouse you can divine the water on the whole farm and pick the most likely uh, places and then examine them on site it is uh, possible with the detailed um, examination to pick an exact site for drilling and predetermine the depth and the quality of the water, even without even uh, visiting a site. And uh, one of the advantages of it then, as far as uh, institutions are concerned, or creameries with with a large number of boreholes, it's possible to uh, do the map survey and then have the whole picture, be able to examine the whole picture and see which boreholes fall into which aquifers and so that any new boreholes won't extract water from an aquifer already supplying an existing borehole and uh, you can see the whole thing at a glance. Pick out the best places where you're going to get the biggest supply of water Uh, and this sort of information isn't isn't on record then. It can be brought out and examined, discussed by engineers. Um, The water under the ground normally doesn't change course or direction uh, unless there's some major geological alterations such as earthquakes or something. So a map we say divined by myself now could be brought out by engineers in ten years' time looking for a suitable supply of water. They can drill from the map and get the supply of water at a predetermined depth.
3: While the technicalities of water divining may not have changed greatly over the years, there's a greater curiosity nowadays about how and why it works. And one hears much scientific and pseudo-scientific rationalisation of the craft. Old-time diviners, for example, would not have been unduly concerned about whether or not they were working with the aid of alpha waves.
6: Alpha waves, for some reason, do not seem to be produced naturally. We have to exercise our mind to produce them. And when people are divining, they apparently produce alpha waves. Now, for some reason, this makes the person relaxed. And uh, I have heard one quote where people who um, produced the alpha waves uh, in excess walked about in a dream they walked into buses and uh, various things and had accidents, now alpha waves are not really fully understood, neither is divining I think there there is a tie up there about uh, eight years ago researchers in America discovered that by teaching young epileptics to produce alpha waves. In other words, they put them on uh, an EEG. When the alpha wave is produced on the uh, scope, a light comes on to tell the patient that he's just produced an alpha wave. And so with a little bit of practice, the patient can produce alpha waves at will. And an epileptic who was only able to last uh, 48 hours or slightly more without having serious epileptic fits on this alpha wave um, relaxation treatment was in fact able to go for months and months without an epileptic fit.
0: When I started meditation, I do transcendental meditation. This was one of the first things that was stressed, that alpha waves are very good for you and that meditation helps to produce them instinctively in the brain. I find that when I douse, I experience an expansion (coughs) of consciousness that comes very close to the preliminary moments before I sink into deep meditation. You're almost going into the same area of the brain. It's one of the most relaxing things I know, dowsing. You open yourself to people, you must, because otherwise you can't find out what they like. And to work with people, you must know them. It makes for better human relationships, apart from anything else. A diviner is usually a pretty nice person to know because they're gentle. And that's a very good start.
3: Nuala McInerney, an art teacher of the Cork branch of the Irish Society of Diviners. While she claims that dowsing is a very relaxing exercise, she spoke also of a feeling of exhaustion after it. Not all diviners, of course, share her interest in such things as transcendental meditation, and those engaged on the more practical side of the art tend to be very matter-of-fact about it. Simon Stone certainly doesn't go into a chance or anything like that by way of preliminary, and he can talk to people, he says, while he's divining.
6: I can even divine off of maps on one knee with my little boy sat on the other knee and um, I I don't find it uh, tiring or or difficult at all. And When I started, I had to concentrate um, on divining and whatever I was looking for, but now I can do it really, without being aware of any concentration at all. The one diviner uh, I know of in Devon, once he does a divining job, he has to go to bed for three days. He's totally exhausted.
0: I'm still very much a beginner, and I find myself becoming exhausted. After about a quarter of an hour, I seem to switch off, and I get the craziest answers. Something just won't behave properly. It's like a small child. Also, I find... I don't know about anybody else. I need about... At least five minutes of warming up to kick that part of my brain into action, it's almost as though it's asleep for most of the day. It has to be really poked and pushed. Those
1: people who use the rod, that is to say, the Y-shaped rod, they actually do... I have seen Mr Farrell himself, and it certainly has taken a lot out of him, you know. But in my case, it doesn't take anything out of me at all.
3: And is it something that can be taught... or that you could be trained to do?
1: Well, now, according to some people who have written about this subject, some people, they say that it can be acquired. I don't believe that. You either have the talent or you haven't.
3: Seamus Hart of Clonakilty in County Cork is another practical diviner. His brother Paddy works with him in drilling for wells and the like for county council and various institutions. And Paddy's son, Donal, continues the family tradition but departs from the orthodox methods of dowsing by using only his two thumbs placed together instead of a rod. Seamus uses a hazel rod and, apart from certain reactions in particular circumstances, does not experience any great trauma before or after divining. If you hold a copper kind between yeah. your fingers yeah. and when you walk over water, it will slip from between your fingers. Yeah. Why
4: is that? It's some reaction. You, you lose the, the grip, yeah. you see. You lose it's the... some reaction to the coin, like, and it will go out of your finger. Okay. And if you take the, the rod in try throw it at that particular place, the rod will turn for water. The divining for minerals, of course, <coughs> it makes it more, much more advanced as, than water divining. And you can distinguish the different minerals, actually, by the different movement of the rod. For water, it will make a complete circle. Uh, if you stand square with the stream, anyway. But uh, for brightest then you get three quarters of a circle back- backwards and forwards. And for iron and iron ores you get a quarter in the top. And that is relevant to the geometrical formation of the molecule in that particular mineral. Hematite, now the iron, is this uh, a sphere, you see. And the, the rod reaction then is a quarter of a circle up in the top. Whereas the pyramid type of molecule will give you a different movement, and it will be three quarters back and forward. So we can distinguish the no one from the other. Like we know the type of mineral that is being found from the the movement of the rod, and we know also that will correspond with the molecule of the of the formation of the rock. You know.
3: Supposing you held a rod over a tank of oil or something yeah, like that, yeah. Well, that's
4: what that's uh, <coughs> one of the big problems. There's nothing happen. That's the strange thing. Yeah. It's Static. If something's static, yeah. if you hold a rod over something static, yeah. as for liquids, like nothing happens. Yeah. It, it must it be must under be, pressure. It must be the friction and the yeah. pressure. I, I maintain that uh, when you're dividing far mineral, you're not actually finding the lead or the silver or the gold. You're finding the reaction of water through a strata. Of that nature, the type of molecule where you'd find copper will give you the water, will make a different turn under rod in that particular strata And it isn't the mineral, actually it's the water that you're divining all the time.
3: And yet, with all the rationalising the dowsers may indulge in, there are many people who still maintain that it's all the work of the devil. It was in a reaction to that misconception that John McIver turned to what he calls
1: diagnostic. Yes, I became interested in that because a lot of people think that diviners are people with, uh, I would say, ulterior motives and out to do harm to people. Far from that because uh, all diviners are really or should be amateurs. They do it for the love of the thing and they do it to help people. Now, in this respect, I have had many occasions when I think I have been able to help people. For instance, there was a lady who lives not very far from here who had a growth in her breast. She phoned me up and told me about it. I always carry my pendulum in my pocket. I took out the pendulum and I asked myself the question, has Mrs A got cancer? It didn't move for me at all. And I told her, Mrs A, you need have no worries. You haven't got cancer. She went into hospital the next day and it turned out to be a cyst. And after three days, she came back. And then she phoned me up again and thanked me for allaying her fears. Now, when you can do that sort of thing for people, I don't think you merit the condemnation that some people would pass upon you. Why would uh, some people condemn
3: you, do they think?
1: Well, you see, the whole thing <clears throat> is tied up with what you may call the black art, which is something really which I have no knowledge of whatsoever. But, in, for instance, in America, the whole idea of finding water was called water witching. Now, the peculiar thing is that in the French language, the word for... Um, uh, a diviner would be a sorcier. La source is the French for the spring, you see. And a sorcier is a person who uh, would find springs, be concerned with springs. Now, cutting out one letter, you get sorcier, which means a sorcerer, which has a very bad meaning altogether. And I thought that's how it may have developed.
0: I know my family think I ride here in a broomstick every day. And I'm sure most people think that, people outside. They sort of turn away with a shudder and say, oh, I don't want anything to do with that kind of thing. And we're perfectly normal, rational people who happen to have (coughs) an interest which is a little bit unusual at this time.
6: If you are sceptical about it, it will not work for you. I've tried to teach sceptics, or at least to show them that they can get a reaction, and no way can you get a sceptic to produce a divining reaction. And if you take someone who's not skeptical, you just call it a site to divine water for a, a builder or someone building their own bungalow. <coughs> and if he believes in it, and you can see that he does, and you say, have a go, he will get a reaction. Potentially, he could be a diviner. He's, he's not because he couldn't locate it accurately. He couldn't depth it and so on. But if he wanted to learn it, he, he could be a diviner. And uh, eight, possibly nine out of p- p- ten of the people that you meet in the street then could be um, diviners.
3: Scientists are natural sceptics, trained to suspect anything that cannot be proved by reason and logic. What is the relationship then between the diviner and the geologist, for
6: example? Geologists they can use seismic surveys and locate geological faults they can actually see it working, they can see how it works, they can prove if necessary how, how this system of finding geological faults works and uh, a diviner can do the same thing in a few minutes with a pendulum and a map, locate geological faults and uh, they just can't accept it uh, I don't believe that diviners therefore are going to do away with geologists and so on the two have a lot to offer e- each other and uh, the geologist is a specialist who knows all about geology unless the diviner is a qualified geologist he's an awful lot to learn from the geologist
4: they make use of us and we make use of them like they only make use of what they can see in the rock they can see an impermeable rock from a permeable rock and they make use of that and i mean we do the same really because you'll only get the water in the perme- in the permeable rock like right? And they're
3: making use of their knowledge and well experience, and you're well doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, well, they have yeah. to
4: come to see cuttings in railways and, and uh, quarries where they can see the rocks showing somewhere, you know, and they build up their pattern from there.
3: I suppose the ideal thing is where the two come together. But
4: we're actually doing yeah. it subconsciously most of the time. I mean, if you're driving into a farmer to do mac water for him, you're only looking around, but you notice the rock is showing in a field, or you notice the depth of soil in the ploughing, or something. You're gaining knowledge every every time you look over the ditch, like you know.
7: I think divining is uh, just one of um, a huge area of knowledge which, until now, was um, kept very secret and very privileged. You know everything from herbalism to acupuncture uh, to meditation and the rest of it. And I think this is coming about as a result of uh, young people questioning the uh, established um, ethics, if you like. Um, I find in my school young people don't accept what I accepted quite easily uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And I think that it is up to diviners to uh, work on the the reason for for divining. Um, Somebody mentioned earlier about alpha waves. Well, alpha waves any study you take Alpha waves seems to crop up again and again. Um, It crops up in this meditation. It crops up in um, uh, child psychology. Um, Children um, emit a lot of alpha waves, much more than the other waves. Uh, It occurs in medical spheres. People who have very bad nervous problems seem to over-emit in beta rather than alpha waves. Uh, And I think it's just one of a whole area of knowledge. And I have found from my own interest that You cannot explore one area without bumping into all the other areas. And the reason now, you know, someone might ask, well, why has it waited until the late 70s for a a, a revival of this interest? I think it's now that um, when people, you know, can feed themselves and clothe themselves and live fairly comfortably, now they're in a position to push back further.
3: Sean Flynn, another member of the Cork branch of the Irish Society of Diviners, a teacher of science interested in the general area of knowledge that divining has led him into. In recent times, that area has been extending far from the business of water divining with which it has been traditionally associated. John McIver again.
1: Within the last 40 years, I would say, there has been a a very great extension in the fields in which a diviner can operate. For instance, in connection with faults of any sort, faults in a motor car, Going over the various parts of a motor car, you can find out where your fault is by using a, a pendulum. Or if it's in a cable, a telephone cable, many of them today, you can find out where the fault is in the cable. And some of our the members of our society of diviners have been used in that respect for that reason. Well,
3: one thing I had in mind myself was where divining sort of strays into other fields like the occult and telepathy and things no. like that. What do you think of
1: those? No, I, I don't think divining has really anything to do with the occult. It may have something to do with with a gift which God has given to you to be used by you in the extension of his kingdom on this earth. And telepathy, you don't think, has, has anything to do with it? No, I don't think do telepathy has anything to do with it either. No, what, nothing whatsoever.
3: Nuala McInerney, however, as we heard, would not rule out telepathy or the occult as unrelated to divining, and cosmic energy, she says, could also be involved. She has conducted experiments with specially constructed pyramids, for example, and she told us how these pyramids are made and what they do.
0: Well, they're identical copies in cardboard or wood or any organic material of the Egyptian pyramids. The proportion has to be reasonably accurate A couple of degrees in or out doesn't really matter. It's something to do with cosmic energy, which follows the spin of the Earth in a west-to-east direction. And it's a subtle thing, this energy. It passes right through the western side because it's streamlined. It presents no opposition. But when it hits the opposing eastern side, something stops it, and it bounces back. And rather like the sound energy of a bell which resonates round and round and round, the energy can't escape for a while and it's trapped. So you have a very powerful central area which can be divided in three more or less equal parts. And each of those three varies according as it comes towards the next part. The bottom part is physically very relaxing. It has something to do with the... Peter waves that you meet in deep meditation.
3: Doubters are very interested in particular in the question of polarity. Says David O'Hagan, secretary of the cork branch of the Ari Society of Diviners. And uh,
8: polarity is something you find in everything. It's the plus the, uh, the plus and the minus quality of a substance. Some people might call it yin and yang. But if you take a piece of foil like this, which has been charged under a, a pyramid for any length of time, and you can you can actually establish a plus and minus polarity in it and you can do this in two ways by uh, passing the uh, pendulum along the piece of foil as it as it rotates in a clockwise direction you can establish that you're
3: Could you just do it there david like, like this safe, well
8: you, you can see the way the pendulum is rotating well you can establish that this is the positive side of this piece of foil similarly as you go to the other side you'll get negative rotation you'll find that that ha- that has a, a negative aspect This is very important because this pattern of positive and negative is repeated in almost everything. It's repeated in water divining in many ways and it's also repeated in the human body insofar as um, each side of the body has a positive and negative aspect which can be found again with the pendulum. Some diviners in fact can find this polarity even using their hands. Uh, I'll just give you an example. By passing passing your hand over the,
3: the,
8: the piece of foil you can get You can feel different disturbances and different levels. It's something you can do easily enough after a bit of experience.
3: Yes, you feel a bit of vibration as opposed to the positive side, isn't that it? Yes, yes.
0: Actually, positive energy is very good for you. The negative side of the pyramid can be quite dangerous. It can drain you so much that you can pick up any virus, anything that's going. Also, it can cause a splitting headache or a complete upset of the nervous system. But if you use the positive energy quietly and very, very wisely, it can't hurt you. It can only do good.
8: From the point of view of the importance of positive and negative uh, and polarity in ordinary, everyday divining, um, there is one point which you can note. As, As I said before, the body is divided into positive and negative aspects, and you can establish that there might be different strengths of positive and there might be an imbalance at any one particular time. In order to doze efficiently and effectively, you must have a balance of both positive and negative. And uh, as many dozers will tell you, after uh, any length of of, of dozing at all, dozing for maybe 10-15 minutes or longer, you will become physically exhausted. If after that time you decide you want to check your own balance between yin and yang, you will see uh, fairly clearly that there is an imbalance. Perhaps either the positive or the negative aspect has gone so Actually, that it
0: here again the pyramid yeah. can come in because if you hold an aluminium pillbox that you've charged within the central area when you're exhausted, it'll actually restore the energy. You put your feet together right up to the knees and you put the two palms clasping gently around whatever you're holding. And after a few minutes, you'll feel a gentle tingling running up the left hand if you're right-handed. That's... Your hand, which is negative, and it actually draws energy, in. and you've created a physical circuit, a body circuit of energy.
8: Well, you see, it's our contention that uh, dozing is a it works really on the intuition, and one aspect of intuition is telepathy, and we've devised several experiments here to show the telepathic function of a dozer. One of these, which I uh, discovered myself, I named it the violence chart, and uh, it worked on the it worked on the principle that a person has a good chance of getting telepathic information about any proposed violence which could be done to him. So what we did was this. We composed a chart, and it can really um, comprise of any instrument of aggression. For the sake of this chart here, we have poker, knife, gun, poison, gas, scissors, and hatchet. Now, what I'm, I'm going to do an experiment now. I'll transfer my aggression, we'll say, and I'll uh, choose one of these implements... And I telepathically communicated with a friend of mine over here, who's a dozer, and he has
3: John,
8: John Carl, and John has a pair of angle rods, which are used in the profession in divining. And once we get to the instrument of aggression, about a
3: couple of feet long,
8: yeah, they're about about two feet long. Mm.
3: Once and we get
8: to the correct one, uh, he should be able to get it telepathically. Hand. Exactly. Mm. They're also known as the right angle rods. So we'll, we'll start it now, John, will we? Now, as you see, John is going down through the list on a piece of paper. And as he gets to the um, implement I have in my mind, you notice the rods are going to close. You see, they're closing now. You're right, John.
3: Yes, that's what I've written down here. Frankly, the experiment with the violence chart did not seem to me to be particularly successful, as indeed David O'Hagan admitted. The presence of other people, he said, can interfere with concentration. On a more practical plane, another Cork man, Michael O'Leary, who's interested in local history and archaeology, claims to have had an amount of success in tracing houses of historic or just personal interest. From my own experience,
9: I was tracking down a house in Mary Street to find out definitely where a member of my family lived. Now, I knew that my grandfather lived in this particular house, but I wanted to find out that another member of the family also reside there. At a date of 1812. And um, using the map and the pendulum, I traced it down, and as I came near the little house on the Ordnance Survey map, the pendulum began to quiver, and when it came on the house, it swung clockwise, which means yes. Now, I did another house also in, um, in Adelaide Street, I was tracing down a house which John was the about that Lee resided. And I didn't know the exact house, but I did the same process. And he said, dead So there must be a connection somewhere between divination and questions that you're asking, and they must be of a serious nature. Flipping questions, flipping questions is one you get an answer, but it's usually wrong. But as a source of tracing history, it's quite an interesting one.
3: Well, even large scale maps now, obviously the actual location is going to be a very small spot it on the map. There, is it very difficult to, to place it?
9: Well, the experiment site I tried was running a pencil down the side of the Ordnance Survey
3: map. Was this a one-inch map, half-inch?
9: Well, it really makes no difference. And suddenly, someplace down, the pendulum swings. You mark it. Then you go to the bottom of the map, and you walk away, back up, and you find at the same spot it swings again. We draw a line across, we do the same on top, and where the two intersect, roughly the area.
3: Michael O'Leary may specialise in finding historic buildings. Dick Pierce, a veterinary surgeon from the in County Kerry, specialises in finding missing bodies.
5: In my course, I found about 38 bodies altogether. But in the course of the the finding of the bodies, I have also, at times, come to the conclusion that the body would never be found. We had one notable case there now. You don't like mentioning names. We had a case in Valencia of a man that went out overboard diving in a diver suit. And we had the Aqua Club down from Dublin for two whole Sundays. They could take me out everywhere, around Lyles and everything, and they could blindfold me. And I'd bring them back to this particular spot every time. We'd drop a boy there. And we'd they d- they'd dive around it. And dive there th- with a rope. They couldn't miss it. And then I went home and I sent a message to his parents that that boy would never be found. And that boy has never been found. Mm-hmm. And on and a, num- a number of occasions, I have come to the conclusion that the person would never be found and they were never found. And I couldn't tell you why I came to that conclusion myself. And on other occasions then, I'd be absolutely certain that I'd be able to find the body. And I remember one particular case uh, in the seaside, that was that I don't want to mention the name of it for obvious reasons, and I went the night before, this boy was missing, uh, a lovely young fellow, uh, and he was missing for about seven or eight days, and <coughs> he, the night before, I rang up his parents, and I told him we'd find him in the following morning. The sea had been rough all the week. I have a boat of my own, and Uh, The following morning, anyway, uh, there were seven divers there and I had mapped a part of of the sea about an acre and they had joined in the rope and they had gone along. They had used three quarters of an hour of gas diving and it was a lovely morning and kind of a frosty summer's morning and (laughs) apparently they never looked up because we mapped him down at home in my own farm, mapped him down the map, went over there, put up, I went up and I was, I was being watched by his, actually accidentally, by his brother and two or three other people with, with, uh, with glasses from the shore. And I got up in the front of the board like Moses would. And I said, the tide must have taken him up that way. And it, the boys turned the board up that way and he was there right in front of us in the water. Picked him up.
3: While well, some diviners specialise, others diversify. John MacIver's interests range from diagnostic divining, as already mentioned, to oil.
1: I, I definitely state that there is oil off the coast of Connemara, and I, that was published in some of the newspapers. But nobody took me up on it, and I haven't got the money to explore it. And I also went into the people who had found uh, gas off the Cork coast, and. Uh, I, I went over their maps, and they told me that I was quite right in what I had said, but apparently they had, had had to give up the exploration for oil anyhow in that area. They found gas, but no oil. The actual name, the scientific name for divining is radiasthesia. Now, radiesthesia is a hybrid word, which means sensing by radiation. Everything radiates, even a piece of wood, a ruler, everything radiates. There are rays emitted from everything. And if you can work on a map, instead of working on sight, the name given to it is called tele radiesthesia.
3: That's doing it from a distance.
1: Doing it from a distance. That is uh, divining from a distance. Yeah.
3: And um, divining has its uses too in archaeology, local history, things like that, discovering information about the past.
1: Yes, divining, in that connection I have, in, in connection with uh, archaeology, I have been interested in the Wood Key site. And I have definitely found the position of Isaldi's Tower, and also St. Olaf's Church. Now they do not really agree with the with the locations marked on the the recent map that has been produced—an excellent map, really. But uh, I'm to have a visit shortly from somebody who who made that map. But my, my findings have been corroborated by two other people whom I know have the same gift as I have myself.
3: So the field of the diviner today is very wide, and we've deliberately left out of account the current craze for metal detectors and the like, which can make a prospector of sorts out of every one of us. But whether divining works by black magic, development of brain muscle, a highly applied intuition, cosmic energy, radiation, telepathy, or mere common sense and observation... We like to think that John McIver's ideas of harmony in the Diviner himself and his surroundings have something
1: to do with it. Now, if a person plays a C and a an E on the piano and plays them simultaneously, that is harmony. Now, the, the pendulum will gyrate for that. But if, if a person plays a C and a D, which is disharmony, well, then it doesn't move at all, which means that there is disharmony, you see. And the, the peculiar thing, I, I carried that a, a, a stage further, and I said to myself, if that works for musical notes, it should work for people. So I thought of people, some friends of my own, as a matter of fact, and uh, now this might be all a suggestion, you see. You have to be very careful that it's not all a suggestion. And as a matter of fact, I found thinking of two people naming them, say, with our Christian names, I found that it gyrated for them, which meant they're in harmony. Now, other people whom I know are not just so friendly, perhaps, as they could be, it didn't move at all for them. So I said, that's disharmony.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would be as well not to know some of
1: these things sometimes. (laughs) i I, will be bombarded. I I really think, you know, that... um, a a diviner could be of considerable help on a pre-marriage council board. So it seems.